Hey, everyone. If you want more of the Fantasy Daydreamers and some behind-the-scenes content, you got to come over and check us out at twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia, the only place to get that exclusive content. And you can even get some questions answered if you drop them in the comments. So, again, twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. Check us out. Welcome in to the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am JJ. I got Keone and Ryan with me. How y'all doing? I love that he's m- muted. Ryan is <laughs> muted at the, at the moment. Oh, I am <laughs> muted. Let's start it over. R O K K O Rocco Rocco Rocco. Hey, so I'm here, muted, chilling, eating candy. All up in the booth. Oh, nice. <laughs> Getting in the booth and shit. Uh, nice. We got a lot of games and no buys this week. Woo! Hooray! Yeah, so um, that's good. But we got uh, Thursday Night Football, obviously. Chargers at Raiders. Uh, mm. So we don't have Thursday Night Football. Well, yeah. um, not football you have to watch, I guess. <laughs> You can go watch the highlights later, but there are some fantasy players in there. We'll get to a majority of them later. I'll talk about them later on the podcast. Then we got Saturday football this week. So uh, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Denver, Detroit. Make sure uh, you guys are getting those players into your starting lineup out of the flex position if you have enough spots because that's quite a bit of teams playing. Um but yeah, just just remember, instead of before you go to sleep on Saturday, you got to do it before you go to sleep on Friday. Mm. Set those yes. lineups. One of my biggest fantasy regrets is not playing somebody in a Saturday game just because I forgot. Oh. I lost by one point in the championship. <laughs> that is tough. That yep. is tough. Yep. Uh, let's get into some news. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill is considered day-to-day with his ankle injury. Um, if he plays, you're starting him, though, right? Yes. Not true. Yes. He makes a huge difference for this team, as we saw on Monday night. Like, when he's on the field, it's just a completely different offense, basically. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert is out for the season after having surgery on his right index finger. At a IR, so it'll be Easton Stick the rest of the season. Okay, what happened to uh, what's his face? The was it White or Wesley? Where who? Somebody, the guy who I guess he probably has moved on since he was back up to Philip Rivers. Charlie Whitehurst. Ah, that's who. <laughs> no, but I've got to be retired right now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> East Easton Stick though to like I saw his picture and he kind of looks like just generic like fill in like you know AI AI quarterback white guy mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, makes sense but yeah he generated hit. yeah um even though Herbert wasn't playing that well you know this season I think probably due to also injury it's just yeah it's a it's kind of a bad season so it's I'm glad it's uh, hopefully he gets better um. 
and can come back next year. IT or tech or whoever you are, Ian. My producer, Ian. What's Easton Stick's full name? Like middle name? Or? I heard he has um, some like wild middle name. I just want to know. If it's okay. Well, while he looks that up, let's talk about Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen is out dealing with a heel injury mm. for tonight's game. Um, so more bad news for the Chargers. Uh, just a lot of injuries there. Does uh, does that mean um, what's his face is the lead receiver? Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. I, I don't know. They did activate uh, Joshua Palmer off of IR. Okay. Well, if you stick around, I'll tell you who the leading receiver will be. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. I but think that's on a pretty good note, point. I think this actually just elevates everyone else. Uh, Issa Stick is like not good, obviously, but I don't think they're not going to throw the ball. And if it's Gerald Everett, or Austin Eckler, I think guys who have you know good hands consistently in the offense, anyways. And we see where these wide receivers lay. You know, you're not going to start any of them, obviously. But uh, for Keenan Allen, uh, I wish you got the buy like myself. <laughs> but uh, if you don't, uh, at least it's on Thursday, so you know you have other options. Yeah, at least you know he's out already. I'm yes. Get him out, and now figure out what you're going to do. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there, though. Two big names, Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett. Like, those are, I think, the more, most viable options for this team based on this. Yeah. The other side of the ball there, the Raiders running back Josh Jacobs dealing with a quad injury, did not practice all week. He's going to be questionable going into tonight's game. I don't plays, think it's... You play him. What's up? If, if he doesn't play... You don't play anyone. I don't know. It's kind of hard. <laughs> or just don't play Amir Abdullah. That's that's yeah, that backfield's basically useless to you. You gotta you gotta go find uh yeah someone else to play. And I I really don't know if he plays. I, I'm not mm-hmm. counting on it. Uh, Devontae Adams, Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams is dealing with an illness. Looks like the flu is going around, so um, he's also questionable for tonight's game. Oh, I think goodness. there's a higher probability that he plays. Are you still playing him even even through the, the flu? His flu game. Well, you have to play him, I guess. You don't have that many better options. I have him as a top 15 wide receiver. Um, there's always a chance that Jacoby, sorry, uh, not Jacoby, uh, there's always a chance that Jimmy G comes back. And yeah, there's a rumor that if O'Connell isn't playing well, Jimmy G could be thrown back into the mix, and Jimmy G was at least throwing the ball to Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers like every other play. There was no Honey Renfro or Michael Mayer. It was just those two, and that could be good. So, uh, listen, there's not a lot of hope for Devontae Adams or his Raiders offense. We just see them score literally zero points and lose a 3-0 game. You, they're playing on Thursday night, and it's going to be a low-scoring suck fest. But play yeah. Devontae Adams. Just don't watch Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the head coach for the Raiders declined to name a starter um, on Wednesday, starting quarterback. But then reports leaked that it was going to be Aiden O'Connell. So, no. yeah, yeah, well, pick early. But it shows it shows where the head coach is at, though, or mm-hmm. intern head coach is at. Like he's he's not fully sold. Um, Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud remains in concussion protocol. Um, We've been saying it all year. If they're in concussion protocol this late into the week, just probably 
don't count on playing them. If the mm. Texans, if CJ Stroud's in concussion protocol, the whole Texas offense is in. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Nico Collins, a wide receiver there. His status is still being determined, though. He did not practice on Wednesday dealing with that calf injury. Um, just rough, rough for the Texans. Got a lot of injuries at the wrong time. Mm, yeah, that uh, we would like them, but either of them to be available for going into playoffs. Yeah, going against uh, the Titans, a great matchup. Yeah, mm. yeah. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin did not practice Wednesday with a knee injury. Good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco didn't practice on Wednesday with still dealing with that shoulder injury. Um, mm. If he is back, do you play him? Are you counting yeah. on him coming back? Are you hoping he comes back? Uh, yes. If he comes if back, he is, I'm if he, him. Yeah, if he comes, he's playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's not, very true. That, that's why I changed the question. Though, until, he pra- until he's, I get at least a limited. Okay. Mm-hmm. Browns running backs Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford didn't practice on Wednesday. Kareem Hunt dealing with a groin injury. Jerome Ford dealing with a wrist injury. This is another team that's just beat up on also going against the dangerous. Bears, whose defense is actually good against the run. So hmm. maybe we see Joe Flacco again air it out. I see some crazy stats about Joe Flacco. It's like, like he has like more 300 yard games than like every other quarterback on the Browns or like Browns last like two seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> like God dang. He's also I think like one touchdown away from. Having as many touchdowns as Kenny Pickett, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man. We, why you why you do Kenny Pickett like that, right? He didn't do nothing <laughs> to you. Just throwing shots. Just saying, numbers don't lie. Patriots running back Ramon J. Stevenson didn't practice on Wednesday. I think that was kind of expected. We're expecting to still miss mm-hmm. this week. Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Brown didn't practice Wednesday. Um, hmm. That's we'll that's see. one on on the edge where he's not practicing Wednesday. I don't know if I want to start him up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even if he even if he does play against San Francisco, Commanders running back Brian Robinson didn't practice on Wednesday with uh, dealing with hamstring injury. Uh, if he doesn't play, would you play Antonio Gibson? Um, begrudgingly, maybe if you're like if you're in a position to where it's like ah oh, you're either him or somebody that's a really low end RB, but I think the Rams. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, but he's going to be the starting running back. They're coming out of a bye. Um, I I don't, it's tough. It's really tough. I think it's more of like a lot, like a last resort kind of thing, but he's going to be starting plays. We play neither. So there you go. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like if he plays, I'm not playing either. I would play until you give some maybe. maybe. Mm. Uh, Bears wide receiver DJ Moore didn't practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury. Please play. Yeah, we still, yeah, we need him to play. We really need him to play. Please. <laughs> Please. I think he plays uh, in Viking... if, if he does, you start him. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Vikings running back Alexander Madison didn't practice on Wednesday dealing with an ankle injury. Yeah, that's uh, like doing that. I'm letting you know. Thank you. Thank you. You're back, JJ. Thank God. Ian was about to make fun of me for reading again. <laughs> um, Ty Chandler, is he someone that you can play if you lost Alexander Madison? Perhaps. He looked good, I guess, when he's. Last week, guys. 
Come on. That's fair. That's fair. I know. Nick Mullins for a full game, though. I don't know. I have, I have to wait yeah. and see. We They scored three points last week. I, I think yeah, you have to be a little desperate. Have to have. Yeah, I think you have to be a little no, desperate. I have to have a lot of injuries to play Ty Chandler. He's maybe a top thirty-six guy, but not a top twenty-four guy. I agree with you there. Yeah. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave dealing with an ankle injury was limited in practice. I feel like he's been dealing with stuff every single week. Something. something. He comes in plays. Yeah. Yeah. Produces. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase dealing with an ankle injury. He said he's going to be 100% for the game, though he was limited on Wednesday. Uh, going to start it. Dolphins running back Devon A-Chain, who's been dealing with a rib injury, is now dealing with a toe injury. Oh. Um, so I I don't think it's fantasy relevant, except for, man, you were playing him earlier in the season, but he's mm-hmm. really fallen off for fantasy. Well, here's Most the problem A-Chain, right? He is the most exciting slash, like, he is Deshaun Jackson of today's age, where he is <laughs> the biggest boom bust receiver or running back of all time. Like, he can give you 60, not 60, he can give you 40 in his Jets matchup. We saw him do it. Mm-hmm. We saw him break two huge runs or whatever it was versus the Jets. He could do it again. Ah, oh, man. But you're right. You can't play him. Yeah. And Mostert, they were giving the ball to Mostert a lot last week. True. Yeah. Mostert is a lead back. Mm-hmm. It's just a chain can break off. No, have yeah, eight runs for you know two hundred yards, and that's just going to hurt your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to start him. All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's get into some start sit questions. Gentlemen, start your We're into playoffs, fellas. So these are these are some big questions here. Uh, if you guys want your questions answered, go ahead and DM us on social media at FF Daydreamers or tag us in social media posts, whatever. Um, and ask us your question. They might end up on the podcast. So I'm just going to give you guys some players and you tell me which one you would start, which one you would sit. First up, Ezekiel Elliott versus Kansas City or Zay Flowers at Jacksonville. So first, I'm going Zay Flowers at Jacksonville. Jacksonville giving up the seventh most points to wide receivers. Say Flowers just important to his offense, especially Mark Andrews out. Playing targets to go around. Uh, it seemed like like everyone got eight plus targets in that game, and I expect that to happen again. So, uh, Say Flowers. Uh, I agree. I think Elliott's coming off like an incredible, an incredible week. 14, you know, 140 total yards and a touchdown. 29 touches. I mean, my goodness. Um, a lot of, a lot of targets as well. So he was involved in the pass game and that's pretty much where he got a lot of his work. Um, but Zay flowers also had a touchdown and he had like 10 targets. Um, yeah, that is a dynamic offense. Um, they're going to be fighting every team for the top spot in the AFC. Um, also Zeke, I think faces a tougher matchup this week against a really pissed off Kansas city team, um, whose defense is actually pretty good um so i think um zay flowers if you have to choose pick him although i think both are uh both are startable those kermit the frog being <laughs> mad memes were <sighs> so funny this week <laughs> they were killing me um i'm i agree with you guys zay flowers zeke coming off a great game um 
I don't know if it happens. This Kansas City defense is not what it used to be in the past. Um, they're pretty good, actually. Um, and so, yeah, Zay Flowers, he had a couple of drops last week. I don't think it happens again. Um, yeah, so Zay Flowers, we all agree there. Next, Brees Hall at Miami or Cortland Sutton at Detroit. Uh, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Um, I've been off Brees Hall. We were going to have a fight about it, but we decided to talk about it and start sit. Brees Hall is not running the ball well. He's involved in the passing game. He gets a lot of targets, but he's not breaking off a big run. He's giving you nothing. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown in weeks. Gordon Sutton scores a touchdown almost like every week. Detroit is a, like, I think they give the ninth, give up the ninth most fancy points to wide receivers. Sutton's a clear number one in this offense. It should be a shootout because it's in Detroit, so Detroit's offense should be cooking. I love Corden Sutton in this game. He's almost like a top 15 wide receiver guaranteed. So I I disagree. Like I don't I I both like both of these guys. I think you can start both of them for sure. But I disagree with about like Brees Hall. I know you're you said you're down on him, but he you mentioned he gets a, a lot of targets. I ain't been a Brees Hall hater. <laughs> He and I don't know why, because like Brees Hall has had six top twelve finishes this like season. He's been targeted thirty two times over the past four weeks. Like that is crazy. I think it's the second most targets for a running back this season, only behind Alvin Kamara, who is literally a vacuum for targets and has been for the past few years. So Brees Hall is being thrown the ball. Yes, I agree with you. His running yards could be better. And, you know, he could have more like explosive or more yards per carry, but he still gets around, you know, 10 carries plus his targets. So I think he's going to have a better game than you think he is. Um, but that doesn't discount what Cortland Sutton is doing. That's just, that's not true. And I'm sorry, in the games, you're right. He did get a bunch of targets, but in the games where he got those two targets, and he didn't score a touchdown, running back 21, running back 23, running back 26, running back 23. In the games where he gets a touchdown, you get a top 10 running back. Great. You, it, it's it's not. I mean, this team scored 13 points against the Dolphins two weeks ago. This guy had 23, sorry, 28 uh, rushing yards. Sorry, 25. I gave him too much credit. 25 rushing yards <laughs> on seven attempts. They're getting blown out. If he doesn't score, he's not that efficient. Gordon Sutton is a top running or top, top right receiver on the offense that is not cooking. But it's like three receptions, uh, two receptions, three like, receptions the last three like weeks. Or in sudden, yeah, oh, he gets his touchdown. That's all he does. He's, he's got, got a touchdown. He's got two touchdowns in the last three weeks as well. He's, Seven in the last eight games, just and ten on the season. He is, but he only said you can start both of these guys. Yeah, like man, this is. But like, if you're in a full PPR league. Breeze Hall yeah, is just... You, you can't not play him. Getting like, dump off, dump off, dump off. Exactly. Like you were like, oh man, he's so terrible. He's the RB23. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, like he... Even if he only gets 30 yards on the ground, he's getting 70 plus through the air. Like he's... It's... Yeah, I just... Play both of them. There you go. Meanwhile, if Corlin Sutton doesn't catch a touchdown, I know Oof. that's not often... But mm-hmm. he only catches his three for 61, which is still pretty good. Wide receiver 45. Yeah. Like the this the floor is just leans Brees Hall so much. 
the ceiling does lean Cortland Sutton a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you need that floor, which we're in playoffs right now, I think Brees Hall gives you that floor. All right, our next question. James good. Cook versus like Dallas. A, almost or- like a fantasy fight. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, I like whenever we disagree on these. <laughs> uh, James Cook versus Dallas or Zach Moss versus Pittsburgh. So James Cook has a really bad matchup Yeah, versus Dallas. They're the, I think, number one defense um, versus the run. But... I think I still put him ahead of Zach Moss just because he's been incredibly dynamic these past few weeks. He has been an RB one each of the last three weeks. And I I know it's, it's tough, but he, even if he doesn't get, even if like he's going to get stuffed on the, on the ground, he's going to get dump offs. He's going to get thrown the ball and has a chance to, you know, break through. Um, I that's, and, and Zach Moss has been a little bit disappointing. I know Pittsburgh gave up a lot of, you know, points, fantasy points to the running back last week, um, referring to Ezekiel Elliott. But I don't know. He's just been not what we want him to be versus with John without Jonathan Taylor. So, like, I think you can still maybe play him. But I think I think I put James Cook over him just because of his catching ability. I think I'm going to go Zach Moss here. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Zach Moss. Simply because Pittsburgh 13 against running backs, while Dallas is 30th, allowing points to running backs. Mm. Uh, I understand that James Cook is more explosive, and Zach Moss last two weeks really hasn't been good. But 21 touches, 17 touches, the volume's there. It's a better matchup. TJ Watt has is in concussion protocol. If he doesn't play. Colts, that was Highsmith. Maybe, oh, it was Highsmith? I, both of them. Mm. Oh, both Probably, of them? And Highsmith doesn't look like he's going to clear. TJ Watt looks like he's going to clear concussion protocol and play. Oh. But Alex okay. Highsmith does not look like he's going to be able to play. So both well, ends of this doesn't Pittsburgh. doesn't sound that great. Yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going to play Zach Moss. Uh, I think it's even worst case scenario, it's going to be a slugfest. There's definitely a possibility where I think Buffalo doesn't rely uh, relies a lot on Josh Allen's legs and him chucking the ball around because Dallas is going to be able to throw the ball on them. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Zach Moss. I we're all so close in our rankings. If you look at it, Kimmy is the highest on James Cook, and then me and Ryan both have James Cook and Zach Moss back to back. Right now, I have James Cook over Zach Moss. But I'm going to switch it. This Pittsburgh defense is beat up. They can't stop anyone or anything. Uh, And James Cook going against Dallas scares me. Um, We still all have them as top 20 running backs this week, both of these guys. Um, But yeah, Zach Moss, I mean, the touches are there. that He's just got to get back in the end zone, which he hasn't done for a while. Yeah. but if he if he does, he's going to be a top twenty guy easily, and I think against the Steelers, he can do that. All right, next Drake London at the Carolina Panthers or DeAndre Swift at the Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. Okay, I lied. This is for my fantasy team. You guys go first. Aha! We knew it the whole time. Ryan, Ryan was talking about um, DeAndre Swift. A little bit before the podcast on the Twitch, 
uh, twitch.tv slash daydream media if you want to oh. join uh deandre swift has kind of been letting you down recently um yes he has and seattle but swift. seattle's a good matchup low ceiling he has mm. low ceiling mm. very he, true yeah has he's not gotten he, any he, three or more targets once in the last what five weeks six weeks sorry yeah, more than three targets once in the last like six, seven weeks. And he has four rushing seven. touchdowns on the season. Yeah. He he's not gonna get in the end zone and he's not gonna get receptions. Then you're just getting a trap back. Guy's gonna get you somewhere around nine to thirteen points. And even though I don't love the matchup between Drake Lennon and Carolina, uh Carolina's defense is horrible against the run and you know pretty good against wide receivers. We just saw Drake Lennon go off. And when you have a performance like that, I'm calling balls back. Yeah, old school beer uh, beer pong rules. I'm going Drake London. Nah, he, 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 he shot his load and now he needs to recuperate. You know, he needs to be like, all right, give me 15 minutes. And that's, that's a whole game. And so he, yeah, he, he, he went off. He did, he did great. You know, he, he laid it down. And then he's he needs to uh to be like all right. What? I think we're talking about two different things here. <laughs> <laughs> um whereas whereas the uh the Philadelphia Eagles, like they've been a little kinda not playing as a great as of as of late, but I think they need to bounce back and these next few games get easier than they do than they have like than his previous matchups. So it's kind of a get right game for the Eagles. Um and I think part of that is incorporating DeAndre Swift back into the um, rotation more and hitting on all cylinders with that offensive line, just making holes, making openings. And so that's why I got DeAndre Swift ahead of, of uh, Drake London on this one. I just I don't think uh, Drake London's been too inconsistent with how he you know does in games. And I just think it's. If the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, not that they necessarily need to win. It's just, I think the mentality for them is like, we want to win. We have to win. We're going to win. We have to get things right. And so I think they do starting this week. I think Ryan kind of nailed it whenever he said DeAndre Swift doesn't have a floor. Um, man. I say a ceiling. Oh, he doesn't have a ceiling. I don't think he has a floor. Uh, I mean, this man, man can this get. Guy, this guy is just get. the Fred Fred Flintstones <laughs> out here. <laughs> um, they they do need to start going back to him because they seem to be playing better. But um, I don't know. I don't know if they will against Seattle. I think he has a pretty good chance of scoring a touchdown. But who's to say it's not Jalen Hurts and that uh, that glorious tush push. Yeah. Um it it just seems to happen more, more often than not. Drake London coming off a, a ten catch game. Um could get fed again. Carolina doesn't seem to stop the run. Um Atlanta wants to run the ball. So this is actually a really close one to me. I think again, these are two guys that you can start, but that's probably why all these questions are like this, because these teams are in the playoffs. These are good teams. So they got some decisions to make. Um, I think if you're in full PPR, I'm going to go with Drake London because he's the wide receiver. Um, half PPR, 
I feel like Swift gets in the end zone this week. And so I'm going DeAndre. All right. Last start sit question. Russell Wilson at Detroit or Jake Browning versus Minnesota. I mean, really QB streamers in general. You mm-hmm. lost CJ Stroud, uh, most likely. You for sure lost Justin Herbert. Those are two starting fantasy quarterbacks. So if you lost someone, who are you guys who are you guys going with? I like the matchup that Russell Wilson has, and he's been fairly consistent as of the past few weeks. But Jake Browning is playing really well, and he's on a a good team. Like he's got Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, and that offense can move. Um, even the like Tanner Hudson at the tight end, and I mean they rotate through tight ends fairly well. Um, but you know, besides their gadget plays, which you know, if, if they stop worrying about those, I think Jake Browning's been pretty good. Like he's had two very good games that he's played. And so I know Russell Wilson, like, is in the better game. It's just he's not performing in those matchups to the level of like, I don't know. I think it's even if it's a flash in the pan for Jake Browning, I think he's playing better than Russell Wilson is despite the matchups. I'll go Russell Wilson. I love his matchup more. I mean, Detroit, you know, the fourth most points of quarterbacks. I love Corden Sutton. I'm going to stick with that combination. You might see it later this week for a, a DFS play. Um, Jake Browning, dealing with the forearm injury, worries me a little bit. He's had back-to-back great weeks, but he's also gotten two rushing touchdowns in those weeks. So fantasy numbers are a little boosted there. Um, Russell Wilson has been playing great football as of late. It hasn't exactly translated to fantasy, though. I mean, he's sitting at around QB 10 every week instead of, you know, a Jake Browning, who's in the top five QBs. Um, so is Jake Browning going to hit again? That's pretty much your question, because if he hits, he's he's going to be higher than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's going to be the safer play, though. Um with the injuries, with Minnesota the way it is, I don't know if Minnesota scores a lot, so I don't know if Jake Browning has to do a ton. And with the injury, I think they want him to probably not run the ball as much, much want to hand the ball off more. Um, Mixon looking good. Evans looking good. I think i go Russell Wilson here. Great matchup against Detroit. You can throw against them. So give me Russ. Let Russ cut. I will agree. Russell Wilson is the safer play, like for sure. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're looking for, then I can get behind that. Okay. All right. That'll do it for our start sit questions. Let's get into some dreams. And I feel like I'm dreaming all the time. All right. So these are guys that we're telling you are must starts this week. Uh, playoffs, first week of playoffs. You definitely need a win. Who are you guys dreaming about? I'm dreaming about Austin Eckler. Listen, going against the Raiders, they gave up the six most fantasy points, two running backs. And with Keen now, now the best receiver on the team is Austin Eckler. I expect him to get plenty of targets last week, 5.1 yards per carry. He got the touchdown. This team's, I think there's, there's been a lot of stuff said that the running back splits are going to be a little bit different. And that might be true with the carries, but it's simple. He is the best, like best pass catcher coming out 
at the backfield 100%. I expect Easton Stick, a guy who hasn't played a lot, to check down, especially when you have a great pass rush like the Raiders do in Max Crosby. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but it could be a game within the 20s where Austin Eckler gets a target or two, maybe a drive. You're talking a possibility where he gets 10 to 12 targets. You get that on Thursday night, especially in a full PPR. He goes eight receptions, 50, 60 yards, and whatever he gives you on the ground. You're starting your your week on an important footnote, and it's a high floor type of play for me. Austin Eckler's going to be my MVP. I don't want to guarantee 10 targets because I because I my guarantee was a little bit off last time, but. I would say, I mean, my guarantees are always off, but <laughs> I, I would say there is a pretty high chance, like 98%, that <laughs> Austin gets 10 plus targets on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what the Chargers need to do they need to let Max Crosby rush and just throw screens to Austin Eckler, and he'll break it off for, you know, at least 10 yards each time. Probably true. So there you this, go. I mean, the slowest 10 yards you'll ever see, but <laughs> he'll get those 10 yards. That's all right. It does um, two things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you Michael Pittman. Uh, this guy is a reception monster, a target hog. Uh, just the last four weeks, 11 targets, 16 targets, 13 targets, 12 targets. Uh, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, only has four on the season. Um, but going against Pittsburgh, this defense, like we talked about, the pass rush is going to be slower. They're going to be down a, a, at least one guy, if not a couple guys. Uh, the secondary has not looked great all season long. Um, I think that the Colts are catching the Steelers at, at a perfect time right now. Michael Pittman is just going to do his thing, have eight to, you know, I don't know, 12 catches on the day, um, 75 to 100 yards. Chance at a touchdown, though, probably not probable. Um, this, he's just going to be a top 10 wide receiver. Again, like he's been almost every week. So are, are we just are we just picking players from my dynasty team? to be these dreamers <laughs> um actually no i broke it because i traded matthew stafford like a fool um my my dreamer is matthew stafford like ever since i traded him he has gotten the free from keone bump um <laughs> and he has finished as the qb seven eight and five so i think he can be you, folks that's a good bump and i tell you the keone free bump ask my <laughs> ask my uh fancy teams it's a great uh, bump it happened to yeah Debo Samuel earlier with anyways um he's thrown for 10 touchdowns to just one interception in the in that same span of three games an average of 267 yards per game also Cooper Cup and him have that magic connection like they did back when their their Super Bowl run um a lot of other quarterbacks um you know not looking great been inconsistent but over the past few weeks Matthew Stafford has been you know top top 10 QB. So uh, yeah, I think he's looking really good and he faces one of the worst, if not the worst defense versus quarterbacks. They're allowing, I think around 287 yards per game and they've allowed 31 touchdowns, which is tied for the worst. So um, 
This is Washington, by the way. So, yeah, they're not very good at all. It's a great matchup from a quarterback who's super hot right now. So I am absolutely dreaming about Matthew Stafford uh, in fantasy. Well, let's get into our final segment, the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Right, I'm going to reverse this from what is on the nose. We're going to go with the the player who held you out of the playoffs, the player you are probably most mad at right now. Who you guys well, got? I'm not the most mad at him, but he is the guy. Justin Fields. Starts the season off rough. QB 15, QB 20, QB 24. Then goes off two games in a row and you don't start him. You start him again, he gets hurt. He then... <laughs> And then is out for multiple weeks in a row. Comes back and is, I he's he's getting better. Like he's good. They're winning games, but like they're not scoring as many touchdowns as you want. He's not running the ball as much as I wanted. Like he had a hundred yard rushing. It's like, bro, you could stop sitting in the pocket so much. Listen, those cold commit targets are not that great. Just run the ball, Justin Fields, please. My team is run field run, not pass field run. You know, come on. Oh man, uh, you must not have an experience like me, um, because I picked up Justin Fields after someone dropped him after his injury, and so uh, Justin Fields got that little bit of a Keone bump, and has been playing all right since since Keone dropped him. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, you know the start of the season so so important, Brett. Uh, that's what I'm saying is because I was already streaming QB. I have a great, yeah, yeah. I had a great experience with Justin Fields this season because yeah. I waited until he went through his bad slump. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, imagine if you will, there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and is as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between fantasy greatness and putting him on your bench. Somewhere between playoffs and finishing in last place. And it lies between the pit of man's fantasy skill and the summit of his endless statistical knowledge. This is the dimension of mediocrity. It is an area which we call the Godwin Zone. I got Chris Godwin. Thank you, Ian, by the way. Um, the worst part about Chris Godwin was not that he was absolutely horrible, terrible, you know, unplayable. In fact, he was just incredibly mid. So, you know, he would get targets and occasionally have a good game. So he would do just enough to stay in your lineup because you couldn't necessarily drop him for fear of him potentially going off. But you also couldn't trade him because he wasn't valuable enough to trade. Um, yeah, it was just the magic, you know, Godwin zone that many fantasy picks find themselves in. Um, both of my teams that missed playoffs had Chris Godwin. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we went into the season thinking he was going to overtake Mike Evans as the number one wide receiver on the Buccaneers with me being probably the most vocal proponent of that. Um, but oh boy, I couldn't have been more wrong. Not only did Mike Evans, you know, serve as the lead receiver, he had another thousand yard season. So Chris Godwin, more like Chris bad loss. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, me and mute him. I'm going to give you um, Cooper Cup. 
as the player who helped me out of playoffs. I mean, you knew he was going to miss some weeks going into the season, miss the first four weeks. But then he came back, wide receiver 12, 12 targets, eight receptions, 118 yards, just looked amazing. The week after that, nine targets, seven receptions, 148 yards, got in the end zone, and you're like, we're back. Thank God I waited so long for Cooper Cup because, well, your team probably needed it. And then five weeks straight outside of the top 50 wide receivers just destroyed you week after week. And it's not like he wasn't getting targets every single week. There was one week where he was, he had 10 targets in there. Uh, just couldn't get it done. This offense wasn't moving the same as it was earlier in the season. And Cooper cup just was not getting it done for fantasy. And it cost a lot of games in the middle of the season uh, for me. And so Cooper cup helped me out of playoffs this year. All right, now let's flip it. Who is your favorite player that led you to a playoff berth? I don't have a favorite player. It's actually from a team I hate the most, but it's my favorite <laughs> stack of this year. It is Dak Prescott, CD Lamb, and Brandon Aubrey, 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 whatever his name is, the kicker. Listen, since week eight, when I picked him up, Dak Prescott, 22 touchdowns, number one QB in fantasy points per game, 27.3, dominating. C.D. Lamb, dominating. Again, since week eight, number one in fantasy points per game, 27.7. Number one in receptions, targets, yards, and touchdowns. Overall, Aubrey, again, I Aubrey, again, I have talked about him multiple times this, on this podcast. 30 for 30. Number one kicker in fantasy, 147 total fantasy points. Good enough for wide receiver, 36. Running back, 26. Tight end, 7. Kickers matter. Hashtag the best stack in fantasy. Listen, I don't like the Cowboys. I am an Eagles fan, but I do what's best for fantasy and my team. And this literally saved my season. Having Dak Prescott get so hot and be an MVP candidate, connecting with CeeDee Lamb and scoring as many points as they do on this team, almost like every drive, it feels like they score points, either kicking or like just getting it in, you know, like touchdowns. This offense was amazing. Shout out to them for saving my playoffs. Yeah, I, I wish I had that stack because I had Dak Prescott in a league. I picked him up, picked him up later, and you just you got know so who close. Him? You want to know who dropped him on October 18th? JJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I was streaming him. quarterback. I was going. Yeah, yeah, JJ <laughs> dropped him. It was after, it was like during the bye week or right before the bye week. And I got him versus the Rams. And that's I picked him up because I only picked him up because CJ Stroud was on bye. Mm. No, I don't know. I needed him though. It was the best drop of that. Yeah, yeah. Pickup of that whole it was season. a mistake, but uh, I was streaming quarterbacks. That's what happens. You mm. got to switch up guys every single week. Well, I got a guy who I think was my ride or die from the draft. Joe Mixon finally had a, you know, had his, I mean, he's had great seasons, but like not injured, not whatever. And just did what you needed him to do. It must be nice. Um, (laughs) I had Joe Mixon as my guy last year and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Yeah. This was the year for Joe Mixon. Stalwart present from, from the get go put up numbers and finished inside the top 36 every week of the season only had four games outside of the top 24 
and only three games under 10 fantasy points with no less than eight based on your scoring, of course. Um, I'll take that as a floor. My goodness. Um, he's finished inside the top five or top 10 five times and even had an overall RB1 performance in week 13. He has just really helped me propel me to uh, some good wins and also the points that I needed to barely scrape by into playoffs. I had to beat somebody by 62 points in order to make it in in the final week. And oh boy, Joe Mixon was definitely a part of that. So thank you, Mr. Mixon, mixing it up and fighting for fantasy points. Um, I, I'll give you Alvin Kamara just dominated. I mean, you knew going in, drafted him a little bit later than probably what he was worth, but you knew he was going to miss the first three weeks. Since then, he's been nothing but dominant, just reception monster, um, has two weeks outside of the top 15. And those two weeks are inside the top 20 outside of the three that he was suspended for, but he has not finished outside of the top 20 running backs, depending on your scoring PPR, half PPR. If you're in standard, I'm sure it's a little bit different, but Oh my gosh, seven times inside the top 10 running backs this year. This guy has just dominated over and over every single team that he faces a good matchup, bad matchup, doesn't matter for Alvin Kamara. He's getting it done for your fantasy team. And he got it done for my fantasy team. And that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to tell your friends where you guys are getting the best fantasy football advice. And that's only here at the Fantasy Daydreamers. Daydreammedia.com is our website. FF Daydreamers on all social media. Twitch.tv slash Daydreamer Media. Come hang out with us Sunday and Wednesday nights. Get your guys' start sit questions answered. We're coming down to the wire. It's playoff time, baby. So get those teams right. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming and good luck in playoffs. I know you guys got the bye. I'm not even worried about it. (laughs) 